hope that nobody goes away from here believing that that's what we believe. <laughs> uh, you know, I've been in the ministry now uh, since 1983, and I have been amazed over the years at the crazy excuses that people come up with to not give. Uh, one guy said to me once, you know, when I became a Christian, I said to God, God, I'm giving you everything I have, and uh, if, you, uh, if you need anything, just help yourself. And, uh, and so he, he never gave anything, ever, because he said, when I became a Christian, I already gave it all to God. God owns it all, and if God needs anything, he can take it. So guess what? This fellow, his whole life through, into retirement, was always, always in need, always, always uh, suffering. Things wouldn't work out right for him. Never, ever had enough. I want to tell you something today. God has made it clear to us in his word that he wants us to enjoy an abundant life. Everybody know that today? God wants you to enjoy an abundant life. This is his idea. It's not my idea. It's not something I concocted in the back to get people to come to church or to make you give more. It's what Jesus said. Satan comes to rob and kill and destroy. But Jesus says, I've come that you might have life and have it how? More abundantly. Yes, this is absolutely God's idea. This is absolutely what God has come up with. This is what God wants for you. So I want to ask you a question this morning. Would you say that your life was characterized by abundance? Or would you say today that your life was characterized as one it's, it's in need, you're struggling financially, things seem to fall apart, things don't seem to go well, uh, it's just, it's always, you always seem behind the eight ball. Is that, is that you this morning? I'm going to tell you something. That's not God's will for your life. God wants you to enjoy the abundant life. And I can prove it to you, which I'm going to do in just a moment. Today, we conclude our series called Radical Faith. And we've said this over the past few weeks, that, that the kind of faith that pleases God, this radical faith, is a faith that has feet. And what do I mean by that? Well, very simply this, is that you do what you say you believe in. Does it make sense? So here's the thing. If I say to you, for instance, uh, Jeff, don't answer this, okay? But I'm just going to just use you. Jeff is sitting right up here in the front, right, okay? And I say to you, Jeff, Jeff, do you believe in caring for the poor and the needy? Do you believe in feeding the hungry? Now, Jeff, his, his automatic instinctive response to that, because it's the right response, is, yes, I believe. So my next question to Jeff would be then, when is the last time that you fed the poor, the hungry, and the needy? And if Jeff says to me, uh, I haven't, or I don't remember, or really? Guess what that tells me? It tells me that he really doesn't believe in it. Because you always do what you believe in. Does that make sense? It makes sense, right? You do the thing that you believe in. And the way that I know what you believe is by looking at how you live your life, the things that you do. The thing that tells me whether or not you believe in the abundant life that Jesus has called us to is I will see an abundance in your life. Some of you were 
Remember the first day that you became a Christian. You remember the, wow, this is fantastic. God has come into my life. I'm a new Christian, and, uh, and my, the burden's been lifted. I feel clean. I feel light. I just feel so happy and excited. You remember that. And you were so excited about that, about that wow feeling that you went around and told everybody about this because you were so excited about it. And then something happened, you know, things started getting old and you, start, you started being uh, distracted by other things and you, you lost the wow. Well, I want you to know something today. If you are walking by faith, then you will continually experience that wow in your life day by day. This is what God wants for you. If you're missing the wow in your Christian life, it's probably because you're not living by faith. You're not, you're not doing what Jesus has called you to do. So here's the thing. Every time you do what Jesus calls you to do, you're living by faith. And every time you do what Jesus calls you to do, then God shows up and keeps his promises to you. I've had people say to me, you know what? I thought God promised this, promised this, and promised that. And how come nothing has ever come of that? How come nothing happened? I'll tell you why. It's because you're expecting God to keep his end of the bargain, but you're not keeping yours. Does this make sense? God's calling you to trust him and to do what he says. And when you do, God shows up and does a miracle. Today, I, I want to remind you, I want to remind myself, that um, God has called us to be a people that share, a people that give, a people that, look at this, that use well the things that God has given to us. We are talking about real faith. We're talking about, about people with faith that have an abundance mentality. An abundance mentality versus a poverty mentality. Scotty, if you could take that, put that back to the first slide for me for a minute, please. Thanks. Um, I'm going to ask everybody a question. And here's the question. How many believe that what they have has been given to you by God? How many believe that? Do you believe that? That what you have has been given to you by God? Okay, so you believe that. You know that. And if I asked you for a scripture verse to prove it, you probably couldn't come up with it. But you know it. Well, the reason you know it is because, first of all, it is true. And you, you, you know that instinctively. But the Bible actually says that. And uh, here's now where I want you to put the scripture up. And if you'd read with me what it says in the yellow, ready? To those who use well what they are given, stop, did you get that? For those who use well what they are given, and I ask, do you believe that what you have comes from God? Well, Jesus says that. For those, to those who use well what they are given, read it with me, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. Okay, just look at me for a moment. If you use well what God has given to you, if you use what has been given to you according to God's purpose, then the Bible says, Jesus says, you will receive even more. You will have an abundance. There's a lot of people that don't understand this principle. But here it is. When you became a Christian, you became a steward of what you have. The things that you have, your house, your car, even your children, your family, your, your bank accounts, your job, this has been given to you by God, Jesus says. 
And Jesus says that you're supposed to be a good steward of these things. You've been given gifts and talents and skills. And God calls you to be a good steward of them. Now, here's what I've discovered. People with a, an abundance mentality, they understand that they are caretakers or stewards of what God has given them. They understand that the money they have is not really theirs. It belongs to God, and they are supposed to use it for God's purposes. They understand that the time that they have has been given to them as a gift, and they're to use their time for God's purposes. That their skills and their talents are, are God's, and they're to be used for God's purposes. You know, on the weekend here, we had, uh, or last, actually last Wednesday, we had Scotty and Roy here installing the fire panel here. And the reason they're able to do that is not just because it's a hobby, but that is their skill, that's their training, they've been trained to do that. And so they show up and they're saying, we're willing to use our talents and our skills for the glory of God, which saved the church hundreds of dollars. They're saying, I'm will we're willing to use our time, our resources, we're willing to use our skills and talents for the glory of God, and so they show up and um, they're fixing the fire panel, which is just at the front of the church there. It's tied up to the ADT, the security system. It's, it's a big job, and it takes special skill to do that. The average guy that could wire his basement couldn't do that kind of work. And I thought to myself after, isn't it wonderful that these guys understand how important it is to show up with the gifts and the skills that they have? There should be no want. There should be no need in the house of God. How many know that today? Yeah, there should be, we, should, we should be able to actually fund everything around here or be able to uh, service everything just with the skill set that we have here. And I single out Scotty and Roy, but there's so many others here who show up to serve. We've got Greg in the office doing, doing the accounting and bookkeeping, saving the church literally thousands of dollars every year because someone says, I've got the skills and I can use them for God's glory. And guess what? He doesn't... He didn't, he doesn't even do bookkeeping anymore. He's a nurse, but he does this on the side as a, as a hobby. Wow. I could go on and on because there's so many people here today who are saying, here am I, use me. My dad's going off to Africa. Dad and Victoria, they're off to Africa to use their plumbing skills. And I said to dad, boy, once you go to Africa, I said this to him yesterday, once you go to Africa, you're going to want to go to the Philippines with us next to, to put, is there plumbing there <laughs> in Manila? Of course there is, yes. And so dad, I said, you'll be able to do that. He said, I don't know if I, I think I've got one, one missions trip in me. I think he's got more, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah I'd say so, yeah, yeah. And uh, if he won't come, then Victoria knows enough, she can do it, <laughs> right? Listen to me, listen. When you have an abundance mentality, God shows up and does the miraculous. Someone was telling me yesterday about how they were just, sharing with somebody how they're going to Africa to use their gifts and skills for the glory of God. And next thing you know, they got a, an email saying, I was so moved by what you're doing, going in your, with your own money and your own time, going to, over to Africa to serve. I want to support what you're doing. That's the kind of miracles God does, folks, when you show up and you say, God, I want to use my time and my skills and my gifts for your glory and honor. This is what we call an abundance mentality. You'll never be short. You'll never be without when you show up and say, God, I'm going to share. Because here's what, here's what you need to know. You have enough to share. You have enough that you can share. Would you say that with me this morning? I have enough to share. Say it. I have enough to share. Say it. Tell the person beside you, you have enough to share. No, no, not I. Say you. Tell them, you have enough to share. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. 
Okay, attention, class. You have enough to share. Do you know we are the wealthiest, among the wealthiest nations in the world? We represent just a small, small percentage of the world's wealth. I mean, a small percentage of the population containing most of the wealth of the world right here. You have enough to share. And the Bible says this, is that if you are a Christ follower, you will have an abundance mentality where you will be able to share out of what you have. Now, I've learned this over the years. Um, I've learned that people with an abundance mentality who always have enough to share, they understand this, that, that what they have been given, or what they have, or what they've been given, as Jesus says, has been given to them by God. It's not theirs. It's theirs to use for God's glory. And here's what they discovered. These people with an abundance mentality, they know that when they share, that God will pour it back on them. They'll give, God will just keep adding back to them. So you, here's the thing. You can't outgive God. How many know that today? You can't outgive him. In fact, the Bible is clear that God will be no man's debtor. God will not be a debtor to any human being. So here's the thing. Every time you give, God will make it up to you and provide for you in ways that will just blow your socks off. And here's the thing. You will never know what the life of faith is really all about. You'll never know the excitement and the miracle of following Jesus is until you learn to give and learn to share and allow God to show up and provide for you. I've discovered that people with an abundance mentality do the most work in the church. They're the ones who will be here the most, serving the most. They're the ones who use their skills and talents the most. They're the ones that give the most. They're the ones that show the most hospitality. They're the ones that invite people in. People with a poverty mentality, they never give, they never share, they never want to have anybody into their home. They'll, they'll never show up to help in any way. They'll never volunteer for anything. Because they're, they're, their feeling is this, I don't have enough. My house is not good enough. You hear what I'm saying? My house is not good enough. My skills are not good enough. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough energy. And, and on and on it goes. That's a poverty mentality. Now, those who have an abundance mentality, here's what they expect when they stand before Jesus Sunday. Jesus says it like this, Matthew 25, 23. The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. What's Jesus going to say to you when you stand before him someday? Because here's the thing. All of us are going to stand before Jesus someday. All of us. What is he going to say to you? If you have an abundance mentality where you're willing to share, then you're going to hear Jesus say, well done, my good and faithful servant. If you have a poverty mentality, well, look what it says in these verses. This is what, God, this is what Jesus says. But from those who do nothing, for those who have a poverty mentality, but from those who don't share and don't give, for those who think they don't have enough, even, read that, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this, read that, now throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I don't know about you, but when I read this, it makes the hair in the back of my neck stand on end because I understand that this life that you're living right now counts for eternity. It has great significance. What you do with your life and what you have has huge significance. If you have a poverty mentality, then folks, you're in trouble. 
You're going to be suffering here on this earth, and you're going to be suffering in the world to come. That's what the Bible says. Now, I'll tell you, frankly, I don't, like to, I don't really like to preach that because it's not very attractive and it doesn't excite people. and it doesn't, It's not the kind of thing people want to hear when they come to church on Sunday. They dislike the first part, but the abundance part, about God giving, they love that. But folks, my job, as I told you before, is to tell you the truth. It's to tell you what you need to hear. Not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. And Jesus is clear that those with an abundance mentality are the ones that will always have. They're the ones that will always experience the blessing of God. They're the ones that will never be short. They're the ones that are going to experience miracles in their life, miracles of provision. It's the ones with the poverty mentality that struggle and struggle and struggle. Well, let's talk about poverty, the poverty mentality a bit. You know, when I... Um, when we start, started doing this, this uh, Zambia project, I thought, you know, what's it going to cost us? We've, we've raised $35,000 in the past, and before that, $30,000, before that, $35,000. Last year, it was $25,000. We've raised, you know, decent sums of money. We go, we're going to go to Zambia again. What's it going to cost? Okay, if it costs 50000 you know, okay, that's more than what we normally give. And, but here's the thing. It's going to cost us more than that. We did the arithmetic, and uh, Janet tells me that we're going to be needing about $220,000 to send all these people over there to work and to send the container and all the stuff that we're sending. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, God, here's a pastor's confession. How many like it when the pastors confess? I'm thinking to myself, okay, God, how is this going to work? Will we be able to make ends meet? Will we be able to to pay the bills here? We'll be able to keep the lights on? Will people be giving to Zambia and then not to church anymore? Will they be giving to Zambia and not supporting the work here that is, is what makes Zambia possible in the first place? Uh, I just got a report from our treasurer, from our treasurer, our bookkeeper, who tells me that our, our giving as of April the 3rd is better than ever. It's absolutely better than ever. In spite of the fact that we've raised, I think we've got like 100 grand worth of stuff so far. It's unbelievable. Now here's the thing. When you have a, a poverty mentality, you think, oh, I've got to save, I've got to save, I've got to keep. I can't, I can't be making promises to, to Africa, and I can't be making promises to the Lighthouse Mission, and I can't be making promises to the Fairford First Nation Reserve. I can't be making these promises because I won't have enough. Do you know today that God says about himself, he describes himself as the one who owns the cattle on a thousand hills? That there's no shortage with God. How many know that today? There is no shortage with God. God will provide and meet every need. And every time we take that step of faith, and quite frankly, sometimes it, it really scares the daylights out of me. We take that step of faith. And yeah, you tell, I, you've heard me say how I stay awake at night sometimes, or I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about, oh yeah, 100 grand yet to go for Africa. And it's like, oh Lord. But you take that step of faith and God shows up and does the miraculous. Listen, this is, we're talking about God's provision on a grand scale, but guess what? God wants to do that for each of us individually. Do you know that? God wants to meet your every need. He wants to provide for you. But you're going to have to do what he says. And you're going to have to take that step of faith, the radical faith, and you're going to have to share out of what you have. Share your time, share your energy, share your money, 
Share your gifts, your talents, and skills. I watched, I watched Arnell this past Saturday with his buddy there. And they are like, how can I, like artists. They know how to pack that container properly. I had it all planned out. We're going to put Chihuahua stuff in the back and Kitway stuff in the front and, I, and, and Arnell's whips in there. Now we're going to mix it all up because that way we'll get it all in. It's like, okay. <laughs> he's the expert. He knows what he's talking about. And wow, is it ever cool to watch? I mean, I like to work, but this is fun to watch work <laughs> this time. The way they zip around there, boop, 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 boop. They've got the power guns and, the, and the, there's lumber flying and sawdust flying and we're getting this thing put together. Wow. What would happen if you had a poverty mentality? Oh, you know, I've worked hard all week. I haven't got time to be showing up at church on Saturday. This guy wants us to all be here at 7 o'clock next Saturday. Oh, would you say I was an abundance mentality? I would. <laughs> at church, ready to go. Listen to me. If you want to know the blessing of God in your life, you want to know that abundance in your life, then you've got to share. You've got to give. You've got to show up and say, God, I want to be used by you. Maybe some of you are here today and you say, you know, Pastor, you quote that scripture from Philippians, Philippians chapter 4, verse uh, 19. Maybe you memorized it that says, And my God shall supply all my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. How many memorized that verse? But maybe you are sitting here today, you're saying, but that's not my experience right now, Pastor. If that's not your experience, you're doing something wrong. God is not a liar. God keeps his promise. If he says he's going to meet all your needs, he's going to meet all your needs. But if your needs are not being met, then you're doing something wrong. And probably what's happening is that you've become stingy and you've got a poverty mentality and you're saying, I don't have enough. Listen to me. Take the step of faith and share and give and watch God show up in miraculous ways. This is when your faith becomes exciting again. You can't wait to see what God's going to do today if you have a, an abundance mentality. Now, in just a moment, we're going to have Pastor Rob McLean come up and share with us a little bit. I know that you're going to be energized and excited about it. But I've got to just say this to you today. If you're, if you're losing it all and you're falling short financially and if you can't make ends meet, then God wants you to share. You don't need necessarily a financial uh, um, lesson. You need a sharing lesson. Start sharing. If you feel that your needs are not being met, then you need to start sharing and watch your needs get met. And you know, this goes totally contrary to logic, doesn't it? You think, well, this doesn't make sense. I don't have, and you know your pastor you're saying to give so that I can have. Yeah, that's how it works. It's called walking by faith. It means trusting God. If you lost the wow of your Christian life, it's because you've developed a poverty mentality and God's calling you to start giving again. You start giving and watch the wow come back. In Luke 6:38, here's what Jesus promises. Okay, how many know that Jesus keeps his promises? Jesus never, ever fails us when it comes to his promises. This is what Jesus says. He says, again, Luke 6:38, give, and it will be given to you. How will it be given? Jesus says, a good measure, meaning a lot. Pressed down and shaken together 
and running over. It would be poured into your lap. And then Jesus says this, for the measure that you use, it would be measured to you. So if you want big blessing in your life, give big. If you only want a tiny little blessing, then just give a little bit. If you want to know God's great and and magnificent and ridiculous blessing in your life, then give ridiculously. Now listen to me. I'm I'm not a word of faith teacher. I'm not one of these television evangelists. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. God wants to provide for you in that way. But he wants you to take that step of faith. Listen to me. It's radical. It doesn't make sense. It only makes sense in the spiritual realm. And that's what God's calling you to live. He's, trying to, he's calling you to live in that spiritual realm. Now, I'd like, uh, I'd like uh, Pastor Rob McLean to come right now. Pastor Rob, if you'll come right now. And uh, is Shirley still here? Shirley, you're going to come up here? Why don't you come on up right now? Turn your mic on and get ready to go. And uh, for some of you who... Uh, don't know. Here, I'm just going to turn that on for you. Three. Mike three here. Uh, Pastor Rob McLean's uh, claim to fame is that he's the brother of Shirley. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Really never thought of it like that. Shirley McLean, very good. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Rob McLean, would you tell us, uh, first of all, um, uh, where you come from, and what is it that you do? I come from... Uh, oh, here. Thank you, Pastor. I come from uh, Fairford, Manitoba, and my job is the Aboriginal Ministries Director for the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada, and I also, I'm also a founder of the Fairford Sanctuary Missions Outreach and Training Center. Okay. And uh, as, the, as a director aboriginal ministries in the north tell us what do you do and uh and you've got a number of churches that you're responsible for tell us a little bit about that yes uh back in 1988 when i started this work uh, i wrote uh, a vision plan i envisioned in uh, the district 100 first nation communities and i envisioned a church in each one of them so i started working reestablishing the existing work that was there already and establishing some more work and planting churches with a total of 34 churches and each and every one of them I personally inducted the leadership into every one of those 34 churches. So you're saying if you want to see all 100 communities in the North Reach and you already uh, have 100, or 34 churches and 100 communities, that is absolutely fantastic. Let's just express <laughs> Uh, j- just to add on those uh, 34 churches, uh, those 34 churches begin to disciple other communities and plant other 27 churches already. Wow. So the 34 have planted another 27. Yes. Oh, unbelievable, unbelievable. Okay, here's the thing. So back a few weeks ago, uh, as I was praying, God laid on my heart that we as a church need to, um, to support what's happening, happening up north. Tell everybody how that's an answer to prayer for you. Yes, uh, just uh, last week I got this email from my sister Shirley here uh, saying the pastor wanted to meet with me. And at that time, my wife and I were just at the edge of the, like, of the table, so to speak. Like we were kind of burned out in a sense, uh, asking the Lord, you know, where are we going, you know, when are we going to get help? 
Like, uh, I begin to ask myself a question. Am I alone in this mission? Is there anybody out there? And, uh, and that's when we got the email. So we're here today and uh, to share our vision because uh, we've been invited by your pastor here. Some of the things I'd like to focus on is uh, the, the youth, the young people, the, the young generation that's coming up. Uh, because our pastors out there, like they're not uh, well equipped uh, in leadership. Uh, some of them have very low academic education. Uh, they don't have any like Bible college training. Uh, that's the purpose of this uh, new training center we're establishing. We're trying to reach the young people so we could educate them. And also, in the meantime, we'd like to have uh, on-hand training programs like Sunday school, youth uh, leadership. We're going to bring in children from the local community, and then we're going to bring in uh, potential youth leaders that will be trained from other communities into this center. And we'd like to bring resource teams to come and teach us how to do uh, Sunday school, youth programs, on-hand training Exactly. And then we would, maybe a group of us would go up with our, some of our bands and go and do ministry. We've got a, we've got a, a resident uh, playwright and actor here. I'm sure that, uh, I don't know if we do anything like that out of art. <laughs> bring him along and uh, uh, I, I, it, it would be absolutely thrilling if we could see your church partner with our church and our church partner with your church so that we, we are truly that sounds exciting. Uh, like Fairford uh, uh, Training Center is an ideal place where we could meet together to be able to reach out to other communities. So to reach out to the north. Yes. Now you you uh, told us in the first service that you are connected with the Horizon Bible College. Yes. Yes. Uh, we are now connected with the link to the Horizon College uh, this uh, fall in September. Like right now we're doing the promotion. It's on a website. If you check with the Horizon College, you'll see the Fairfield Sanctuary Training Center there. And we're having a program called 2 Plus 2 Program, two years of Bible studies and two years of vocational training. And you combine them together and you get a degree. And the purpose of this is because the, our sponsors are reluctant to sponsor Bible college programs. There's no market for pastors or leaders like that. But you know, with the vocational... No, but when we have this uh, idea of uh, using vocational training combined, then they will sponsor it, and we could use those vocational skills as well. So, so we're, this, this training center you've got then is going to train ministers and is going to train people with other vocations. Yes, awesome. yes. Now, um, can I ask you this question? How many churches in the district, uh, and I know you love this district as I do, mm -hmm. just ask how many churches now are partnering uh, this year, there is none. Uh, so far, as of February, um, the budget is uh, $700 in, in Aboriginal Ministries. So you're saying that you received 
Yes. Yes. Well, actually, uh, I also sit in the executive, so they give me the executive allowance, and also they give me some travel to go up north. I think it's about $1,500 a month, something like that, or $1,700 a month for the travel. But the territory is so vast. Yeah, like, people yeah. Are like this is not yeah. going to Windsor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're driving like six to eight hours. I'm building a church in Moose Lake that's 500 miles away from home. 500 miles from, from Yeah. And to take my truck with me, you know, that's about $300, $400 gas, yeah. you know, just so to go there. Yeah. And I'm volunteering. I'm not receiving any paycheck anywhere or any income at all. So I'm just working by faith, believing God will support. Yes. Tell us about that. Yes, uh, I received a call from the the South Korean ministries missionaries. That's South Korea, folks. South Korea. So I'm going there on the 9th of May, and I'll be returning on the 21st of May. And uh, what they said was that they wanted to invite me, along with 10 other Aboriginal ministers. They want to support the First Nation work, Aboriginal ministries, big time. And they're organizing churches over there right now. And we'll be meeting with a number of pastors that want to support this work here. And at the same time, they're arranging us for, for us to meet with the, the national president of the Republic of South Korea. So we're going to be high-profile dignitaries over there. Wow. That is Okay, so you're actually going to be meeting with, did you say the, the president, president of South Korea? Yes. As a high-powered dignitary? Yes. Wow. Can I shake your hand? <laughs> we put that on our website. <laughs> yes. We are so thrilled and delighted to partner with you. Um, in just a few moments, we're going to do something that we almost never do. We maybe do it once a year. We're going to take up an offering for this ministry because I really feel, um, I feel that we need to partner with this ministry. You'll notice that there are a number of boxes that are piled up in the atrium, and that really is the overflow from what came in for Zambia. And uh, So we're going to be sending that off. I don't know if you'll be able to take it today, but you definitely can take it tomorrow. Yes. But if you, have, if you have things that you want to bring in and send up north to, to help with the, um, with the work in the north. By the way, we've got some chairs. You asked for 50 chairs. Okay. We've got 50 chairs we're going to pass on. Thank you. So for the ministry, there's all these churches that need resources that really don't have anyone to call on or have to, to help. But I believe God wants to use us. Mm -hmm. And as long as we have that abundance mentality, I believe that God will bless this church and bless this ministry. Um, uh, so if you get get ready to, 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 to for that offering, by the way, if you if you want to use the Interact or the uh, credit card machine in the foyer after the service, you're welcome to do that. And uh, we'll collect that up and pass that on to Pastor Robert. Now, the reason I got shirt up here is not just because she's beautiful, but she is. But she uh, she's going to report a little bit about something that <coughs> a couple of years ago. I forgot all about it. Tell us all about that shirt. 2008, just before Christmas, family lost their home to fire in the 
Jesuits at the time um, had a small congregation and they met and converted to rabbits. And the community couldn't help them, uh, couldn't help the son until they came to Robert. And they came to Pastor Al for help. And then Pastor Al, who was a visitor from the community, you know, and Mark organized, you know, the clothes, to get clothing and, you know, to help this family out. Yes. We had um, so much people that gave furniture, everything, and bags of clothes. And, and it was just overwhelming. And also, um, I sent an email to my coworkers, and they were just bombarding me with bags and bags of clothes. Even somebody from the investors group came and dropped stuff off from work. And uh, so this family uh, was just overwhelmed. And uh, we had lots of um, hand-me-down clothes with pastor out that somebody donated some money. We'd go and buy a new outfit for each of these people. A new pair of boots, winter boots, and snowsuits and winter jackets for, for each of the family members. So Mark and I did that, and then we put them in gift bags, and Cobra also needed a pair of pajamas for everybody. And, and then Robert uh, and Bart delivered the Thank you for Just to add on here, uh, um, the family broke down with emotion. They were overwhelmed, and they all gave their heart to the Lord. God bless you.